0: We hear stories like in today's gospel of Jesus feeding thousands. And if we're quite honest it's, it's hard almost to believe, even though we are all believers here. I don't know if you find yourself in that camp where you hear these stories and it's just like, I can't even imagine that. It is so far from our experience today an event like that which we just heard. Right? None of us probably came to church this morning and hearing this miracle being told said you know what just hearing that miracle just gives me goosebumps it's like no we, we probably heard it and we're like oh yeah jesus feeds the 5,000." you know heard that story it, it's it's so distant from us it's so hard for us to fathom these stories there's a certain disconnect with our lives and like i was saying at the beginning of mass we can find ourselves struggling on one hand maybe to even believe them and then on the other hand, if we do in some way believe that these miracles happened, we can slowly find ourselves slipping into the camp of, gosh, I, I wish I was alive back then. It was so much easier. Why doesn't Jesus care today? I don't know. Has, has anyone ever thought that? Like, it just seems that Jesus doesn't care you know, he, he's all-powerful. He did so much to help these disciples in their faith. And here I am in the 21st century. I'm struggling in my faith, and I do not see Jesus Christ stepping up and saying, have everyone sit down. You give them those five loaves and two fish, and I will show you, and you will see before your eyes thousands of people being fed, and you will, without a shadow of a doubt, believe in me. You can say it's not fair. They had such an advantage that we don't have. I want to draw your attention to John's gospel. Today we read from Luke. All four gospel writers mention this miracle. John develops it and he fleshes out a lot of details that are missing in Luke. Luke just kind of gets to the point mentions the fact and moves on in his gospel. But If you go to the sixth chapter of John, he fleshes out everything that happened after this miracle. The answer to the question, why doesn't Jesus perform these miracles today? Jesus gives us a bit of an answer in John's gospel. John relays that to us. He says, what happens after this miracle? Well, Jesus sends the disciples. They go to the other shore Jesus goes with them, and as they're getting out of the boats, all these people, these thousands that he fed, they meet him on the other side of the shore. And Jesus gives us the answer. What does he say? Jesus looks at them, at these thousands of people, and he says, you are seeking me not because you saw signs but because you were fed with the loaves. What does that mean jesus is revealing why he performed this miracle he's saying i perform this miracle as a sign and what's happening is you're seeking me not because you saw it as a sign but simply because you were fed because your bellies are fed jesus is saying the purpose of this miracle is much deeper than feeding with loaves the purpose of this miracle is a sign to lead you to something what is a sign Like When you're on the highway, a lot of you are going to be traveling for Memorial Day weekend. When you're on the highway and the kids in the back, they're hungry, it's lunchtime, you know, what are you looking for? Everyone's looking for the blue sign. We don't want to see the green sign. The green sign tells us what roads are coming up. I don't know about you, but we, you, start, you start to get excited, right? When you see the blue signs coming, you're like, oh, okay, there's gas at this exit. And then you see a little bit, you know, quarter of a mile later, you're like, oh, we got lodging coming up. And if you're really hungry, you're waiting for that third blue sign. And you are really happy if it has lots of options. Like, oh, good, it has Wendy's and McDonald's, McDonald's and Taco Bell and Chipotle. And you're like, oh, yes and you pull off the road. Maybe as adults we don't get as excited, but for sure, as kids, you're looking for the blue signs. Right? The blue signs mean there's food up there, and the questions come from the back. Hey, Dad. Hey, what do you think about McDonald's? Because you saw the sign. It said McDonald's right there. Jesus is talking about a sign. A sign lets us know that there's something ahead you know you don't pull off the highway when you see the blue sign and literally pull up to the mcdonald's sign there's nothing there it's just a sign the sign is telling you if you go up ahead and turn off you're gonna find mcdonald's you're gonna find the restaurant you're looking for jesus christ in john chapter 6 after today's miracle he says you are seeking me not because you saw signs but because you were fed with the loaves. What then is the multiplication of the loaves, this grand miracle that we hear about today, what is it a sign of? I'll give you a hint. There's a reason this gospel passage was read on today's feast, which we remember the gift of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. If you continue in John chapter 6, you'll read this lengthy discourse about how he is the bread of life. Come down from heaven. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood will have life forever. The multiplication of the loaves is a sign of the salvation that Jesus Christ wishes to bring and the gift of his body and blood for thousands. I want to jump to one aspect of the miracle you know i've been over the years you've heard this story and if you've noticed i've preached on different aspects of it like how jesus he asked the disciples what do you have if you remember that homily and i said you know it's important that we bring what we have to the lord and he multiplies it Another occasion I mentioned, well, it's about bringing all that we have, not a part. The disciples didn't keep back part of the loaves and the fish. The disciples didn't say, oh, well, there's a lad here. He has five loaves and two fish. Gosh, we're really hungry. Jesus, here's two for the crowd and a half a fish because we want to have a little bit of insurance, make sure at least we get something to eat. No, we give it all to Jesus. We give him everything that we have, and he multiplies it. Today, very briefly, I want to ask the question, why, did you ever ask yourself, why does Jesus ask the crowd to sit down, or ask the disciples to tell the crowd to sit down in groups of 50? Was Jesus some kind of like neat freak, where <laughs> it's like, you know, like, oh, I can't stand all this mess, there's thousands of people out here, please, somebody get them in groups of 50. I mean, I want to say 50, and 50, and 50, and 50. I mean, did you ever ask yourself, come on, we're talking thousands of people on this hill in the countryside by the lake, and he's preaching, we got sick people all over the place, and he's like, okay, I get that they're all hungry, you know, the first thing we need to do, I want you to go out and get them all to sit down in 50s. Did, did you ever wonder, why on earth is Jesus doing this, does he have like OCD, is he, is he just like, just obsessed about having everything perfectly ordered? I don't think so. thinking of first communions when we were taking pictures here in church. And those of you out there, think of the last time you took a family or a group picture. How long does it take to get everyone to get all organized? (laughs) Whether you're the photographer or you're the person up there who really doesn't care about your picture getting taken, it takes forever just to get The five of you, or the six of you, or the seven of you, or extended family, maybe ten of you, to get up there, you're like, oh, come on, stop moving. Hey, look over here. No, you little bit to the right. Like, it goes forever. Imagine getting these people in groups of 50, getting them to sit down. And we're talking of thousands. How long did it take the disciples to do this? They had to go out into the crowd. They had to answer people's questions like, hey, why do we have to sit down on the grass? I don't want to sit on the grass. grass is wet. Like, no, well, I was just talking to Jesus. He's going to feed you, but you need to sit down on the grass. Why are we in groups of 50? I want to be in that other group. We want to be in a group of 20. I don't like being around a lot of people. Like, no, no, the Lord wants you in groups of 50. The whole process that the disciples had to go with, mixing, being with the people, talking to them, getting them to sit down, it must have been insane. This is the message for today. Jesus To perform the miracle of today an essential part of it was that the disciples go out into the multitude that the disciples go out into the multitude and get them to sit down in groups of 50 answer their questions motivate them tell them why and not only that, when Jesus finally does multiply the bread and the fish, he sends again the disciples out into the crowd to distribute the food. He doesn't just say, okay, everyone, dinner served. Everyone just said, ah and descended. No, it was essential, this entire miracle. If you look at it carefully, Jesus sees a problem, turns to the disciples, and says, you go out into the crowd. You got them all organized? Okay, we're going to multiply the fish and the loaves You go out into the crowd. I want to read something that you're going to hear in today's Mass. And with this, I'm going to finish. When the bread and the wine become the body and blood of Jesus Christ... When it comes to the wine, this is what the priest says. And the priest is repeating the words of Jesus Christ. Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many. For the forgiveness of sins. Jesus performs a sign by feeding thousands of people with that bread. The sign is this. Bread and wine that Jesus says becomes my flesh and my blood that is poured out, not for you. We are all disciples, followers of Jesus Christ. Jesus is saying, not only for you, and he's talking to the disciples around the table, and by extension to us who are at Mass here today, for you and for many, for the many, the thousands as opposed to the few. That's what this means. Not many in opposition to all. Jesus is saying, for you and for the many. You the few and for the many. The question then today I put to you is, how do the many receive His body and blood for the forgiveness of sins? Salvation. How did it happen in the multiplication of the loaves? Jesus sent the few out into the many. What do I want you to do today at Mass? When you hear me say those words of Jesus Christ, and you hear the words, for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins, and I lift up the body of Jesus Christ, I want you to think of the many. The many that are not here. And to ask yourself, am I willing to go out into the many to bring salvation to them?